Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for riding along today. I hope you enjoy it. There's some good scenery we're going to partake of today. We're going to go out and find a Christmas tree. When I was a kid, we'd always have a nice live Christmas tree. Maybe a blue spruce, maybe a nice pine tree, maybe a fir. We'd bring it into the house, set it up. Mom and me and John and Don and Janice would throw icicles up on the tree, put our little ornaments on, maybe something we made in school. It was always a pretty tree. When we got a little older, we moved upstairs and we put that tree right in front of the window. It was a big picture window that overlooked the town and the twinkling lights and the big star on top. It was really a pretty sight. My dad would always decorate the house with lights and Santa Claus and his reindeer made out of plywood sitting in the front yard, all illuminated by light. So when you drove by at night, the tree was twinkling, the star was shining, the house was aglow in red and green and orange and blue, and Santa and his reindeer were standing out for all the world to see. We usually got our tree downtown at a tree lot. I remember sometimes they were in a vacant lot next to a gas station. One time they were down, she went over the hill, leaving town going west. On the right, there used to be a little amusement park with pony rides and things like that. And we bought trees there for a couple of years. About the time I turned 12, my dad brought home an aluminum tree say aluminum three times, aluminum, aluminum, aluminum tree with a color wheel. And that replaced our wonderful live tree in the big picture window. And now when you drove by beside Santa and the wonderful lights all over the house, you might have seen this red flashing aluminum tree in the window. Oh no, it's blue. Whoa, drive slow, there it goes, it's orange. We had that for years. About 15 or 16 years old, my parents owned that ranch house, and we put that 16, 18-foot tree right there in that front room. We'd go out on the mountainside and cut that puppy down, haul it back down. Took all of his boys and dad to get her put up and decorated. Towards the end of my living at home, we did go back to a live tree. I believe my mother always wanted a live tree. That aluminum tree, we put on a few ornaments, and that was about it. No more throwing icicles up on the tree, dancing around, trying to tell Fritzy the dog to stay out of the water. Sometimes we'd go out into the woods once or twice. I can remember doing this once or twice. We may have done it more often, but I think we usually bought a tree because my dad was very busy. But once or twice we went out in the woods, and we would chop down the tree, or probably saw it down with a saw, drag it to the pickup truck, put it in, take it home. My dad would have to straighten out the cut before he put it in the stand. And we were all full of snow and frost and excitement. Mom would have some cream of tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich waiting for us. And we put that up together as a family. Except my dad, he was watching TV. 
I can never remember him helping, but that's okay. He got us the tree. Hey, Pop, how about this tree? Hey, Pop, how about that tree? Hey, Pop, how about that tree over yonder? Hey, Palmer, give me a break. We'll find the perfect tree. I know we will. Katie set us on this mission and we can do it. Yeah, Pop. Could you see some city down there? When we were driving up that road, I could see it twinkling. I'm not sure which one was our store, but I could see it. I could, Pop. I could see it. Now I see a bunch of Christmas trees. Yeah, Homer. Let's keep walking. Okay, Pop. How about that tree, Pop? How about that tree, Pop? Homer. Homer. Okay. Let's stop. Okay, Homer. How about this Christmas tree, Homer? Yeah, I like that one, Pop. Okay, okay. I got an axe here. Whoa, whoa, Homer. It's not that big. We don't need an axe. You're right. You're right, Pop. Here's my chainsaw. I told you not to bring that out of the pickup truck. Don't start that. This tree is not that big. Here, here's a D-ring saw. You just take that, and you go back and forth four or five times, you'll have a Christmas tree. Okay, Pop. Okay. I wanted to run that chainsaw. I wanted to swing that axe like Paul Bunyan. I could swing that axe. Homer, just cut down the tree. I'm getting cold. Okay. Here it goes. just lay down. Okay, let's drag it back to the truck. Come on, Homer. My feet are cold. My hands are cold. And I'm getting out of a good disposition here really quick. Okay, Pop. Okay. I can really drag this, can't I, Pop? Keep walking, Homer. Okay, here we are. Put it in the truck, Homer. Let's go home. Now for the top 10, 55 years ago. That is the top 10 pop songs this week in 1965. Number 10, I Will, Dean Martin. Number nine, Rescue Me, Fontella Bass. Number eight, A Taste of Honey, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Number seven, one, two, three, Lynn Berry. Number six, I Can Never Go Home Anymore, The Shangri-Las. Number five, Over and Over, The Dave Clark Five. Number four, I Got You, I feel good. James Brown and the Famous Flames. Number three, Let's Hang On, The Four Seasons. Number two, I Hear a Symphony, The Supremes. And the number one song 
for the second week in a row, turn, turn, turn to everything there is a season, the birds. If you missed it last week, we talked about this very thing and had that song basically in our podcast. When we were first married, we would go into the woods and cut down our own tree. We'd walk out there. The forest is so quiet in wintertime up in the mountains in north central Colorado. And we'd walk along and we'd find the perfect tree, drag it back to the truck, throw her in, take her home, and my wife would decorate it. Later when we had children, we'd go two or three of us guys and the wives would stay home with the kids. And we would each bring a tree home and the kids were so excited and they would help decorate our tree. After we moved to the Midwest, we'd go to tree farms. That was wild, I'd bring a saw and everything with me. You pay for your tree at the entrance of the tree farm and they'd give you a saw to cut it down. Then after you got it cut down, somebody'd show up and put it in some sort of netting so it would ride if you had a car, you could put it on top of your car, they helped you with that. Or threw it in the back of your pickup if you had that. Give the saw back and away you go, ready to go home and put the tree up, get ready for Christmas. Seemed to always be after Thanksgiving. We did that for years. And then the first year we had built our new house and we went out and we got us a nice Christmas tree. We put it up and we kept it watered all season long. Well, somewhere right after the first of the year, my wife said, Jim, take that down. And in my rush and in my haste, I spilled all the water out of the stand right on our brand new carpet there. I was in pretty big trouble, and I should have been. I was careless, and I was in a hurry. My wife shed a little tear, I do believe. And she worked, and she worked, and she worked into getting that stain that that old, dirty, black, sap-filled water created on our carpet. Starting the next year, we went down to a store and we bought an artificial tree. I always said I didn't want one of those because I associated them with the aluminum tree back when I was a kid. But this thing looked like a real tree. And there was no mess, no fuss, and no going out to pick one out, cut it down, haul it home. We've had an artificial tree ever since. The kids have left home. Anyway, we didn't need all that. As time went on, we got a better artificial tree. It was big and it's full, and the grandchildren truly loved it. We had that same tree today, and a couple weeks ago, my wife informed me that today is tree day. My job is to carry up the tree. It's so big and it's so full. It's in three parts and I have to wrap my arms around each part so it won't scrape the walls coming up the stairs. It all kind of collapses down on itself and it's heavy and it's big and then we have to put it up in the stand and put all three pieces together and then my wife decorates it and I sit in front of the TV trying to catch my wind complain about how tired I am and that maybe we should get a smaller tree. I always suggest that we get a tree like my grandma had in her later years. You go over to see her, and here's this ceramic Christmas tree, maybe three foot tall, maybe. 
and it has little twinkling lights. I guess you can plug it in. No fuss, no muss, no running out of breath, bring it up the stairs. I keep saying we need that, and my wife says the grandchildren would not like that. And the Christmas is not about you, Jim. It's about Jesus Christ and how he gave us such a wonderful family. Don't you ever forget it, my love, my sweetheart, my good husband. Now, I may be interjecting some of that stuff, you know, from a, a dream I had, but no, she's nice to me. And I do believe my wife loves me very much. She should, by golly, I'd love her. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Katie. Did you guys get your tree? Jerry, come help me decorate this. I do not like this at all. Kitty and Katie are making me put the stuff on the very high branches. Hi, Homer. Nice looking tree you have there. It should be. Homer only picked out 37 trees we had to choose from. I can even imagine that, Pop. I can even imagine that. Hi, hey, Kitty. Are you excited for Christmas? She should be excited. I am. Golly gosh, I think Santa's going to bring me a new cordless telephone. You know, you can have two or three of them. And one just has to be plugged in and they can lay around the house. So the phone could ring and I would even have to get out of my recliner. I hear those things don't work very well yet. New technology and all. But Homer, that's all you need is not have to get out of your recliner. I know. I know. I wish I would have invented that. Remember a couple years ago I saw that guy with that one that is a shoebox? Well, these aren't those. These are just hooked into a, your house, but they're pretty cool. I like them, I think, if I get one for Christmas. Right, Katie? <coughs> well, I think Sparky and I will go on home. We've been just walking around. People are putting their Christmas lights on their houses. See the trees in the window? It's a nice time of year. When are you going to decorate the store, Homer? Katie tells me. Tomorrow we're decorating the store. Now you know what that means, Jerry. That means I have to get on the ladder and I have to hang out all those lights and I have to do whatever Katie says because she knows how to decorate and I know how to climb a ladder. Yes, you do, Homer. Yes, you do. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived, there are many links to places. One of them is our Amazon store. It's called Shop Tales at Amazon. And if you enter Amazon through that portal, anything you buy on Amazon, we will get a small commission for. It doesn't cost you any extra or anything. So we do appreciate if you would do that. You can also find us at Google Podcasts where they now are playing our podcast, Baby Boomer Tales. Don't wear yourself out preparing for the Christmas season. Try to rest in it and enjoy it. And always remember why we celebrate. Kindness is everywhere. Take joy in participating. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.